Aloha, everyone. It's Dr. Lisa Hartwell. Welcome to Anxiety Ease, the show that reveals a calm mind is an organized mind, and an organized mind is a calm mind. We'll make it fun and inspirational with a bit of learning the neuroscience and the real reason some of us keep pushing on professionally, good or bad, at the expense of leading life with inner peace. Hi, this is the Anxiety Ease Podcast. Today's episode is the science and soul strategy of shifting high-functioning anxiety. Well, we're going to learn the importance of having a process and a strategy to address our anxiety. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. So we're going to talk about the science and soul strategy of shifting high-functioning anxiety. You know, one of the things I found through the years is it's so important to follow a strategy. It's so important to follow a process. And when you think about any kind of learning that takes place, whether it be learning how to manage your anxiety or whether it means learning how to learn a new language, just Chinese, it's foreign to you or learning how to drive a car anything, learning Excel, just think about all the different things that you've learned in your life of learning the process of how to overcome something that seems so new and foreign that pretty soon becomes automatic. And one of the things that we look at is when you're trying to manage your high-functioning anxiety, when it rears its head in your life, what you're really trying to do is to follow a process or a strategy to work through that. And one of the things I like to talk about is I want to change the language from anxiety management to growth management. Because at some point, we can't manage our anxiety. Anxiety is something that happens so deep in the brain uh, structures that it's really your frontal lobe that has to take over, which is where learning takes place. And learning takes place when you grow. And so we should start reframing the whole notion of anxiety is merely something tapping you on your shoulder that says, hello, it's time to grow again. Now, the hardest part with those pieces is anxiety is uncomfortable, right? You feel it in your body and you feel it physiologically. Well, the reason for that is if it wasn't uncomfortable, you wouldn't pay attention to it. Now, the difference for all of us is, you know, it's vast. There is zero replication. We can, we can put symptoms together in, in groups of how people feel with anxiety and how it shows up for them. Maybe it shows up in your stomach or, you know, muscle aches and pains um, or mood. But at the end of the day, there's such a continuum of symptoms of how it shows up for you that there isn't really one way in which someone feels anxiety. And so when I talk about the science and soul strategy of shifting you from high having the cycles of high-functioning anxiety to more of a growth management mindset, I always talk about the notion of using anxiety as your ally and seeing um, high-functioning anxiety as something that's helpful. 
And one of the strategies that I've come to work with over the, you know, gosh, how long has it been now? Well, it's been over 20 years since I've been licensed, 22 years. Oh my gosh, that's such a long time. Oh, I feel old. <laughs> um, when I think about where this started, um, you know, I, I was trained in essentially the behavioral modification of behaviors. What does that mean? That means how you change your thinking and your behaviors leads to how you feel about them or how you shift your feelings around your thoughts and your behaviors. They're also interrelated. And, you know, through the years, I always felt like something was missing. Something's amiss here of why people keep coming back with this cyclical nature of anxiety and can't seem to wrap their arms around what this means for them. And so what I came out with in 2014 is um, if you haven't looked up my book of bad apples, how to feel good, even when rotten things happen, I talk about these, essentially these steps to get you through what it means to have a growth mindset. And that growth mindset really takes on, uh, you know, three pillars essentially, but I add on a fourth one, um, which kind of wraps it up nicely and puts a bow on it. But that first pillar that we kind of referring to is pillar one is called anchoring. And that's where we really want to just normalize high functioning anxiety. And we want to normalize it so we can figure out how to put it out in front of us and mindfully approach it in a way that you can observe it as something that's part of you. So you can actually shift it and actually shift it in a direction and know what to do about it. And one of the ways we look at doing this is how do you sit still and hold that discomfort? It's really uncomfortable to have anxiety sometimes and hold it long enough to be, to be able to essentially go to this next step of the pillar two of assessing where that anxiety continues to run your life. And where is it in that moment that you need to know what to do with it and what you want to do with it. You may do nothing with it. There are many times when we all have anxiety about things and there's certainly out of our control, but there's many times when you can. And for example, when you think about this in terms of, you know, I have a lot on my plate today. I have so many things on my to-do list. Um, it, whether it be through my business or my work or my family or personally, I can't do it all. So maybe your anxiety is telling you to take a moment, take a breath, take a step back and see what you can get done today. And if something can't be done in that hour, then even chunking it down further. So maybe you're thinking, well, maybe I can at least get three phone calls done this hour. And that's going to have to be enough for this hour. Right now, I don't have to think about what's for dinner. Right now, I don't need to think about picking up my son at six o'clock because that's four hours away. But right now, I know what I can get accomplished. And just by assessing what is going on right in front of you, it allows your anxiety to sit back, take a back seat for a moment and let you just think through what is it that I'm getting so, um, you know, overwhelmed and and stuck in that cycle of 
feeling like I can't do anything because I need to do everything. When you shift over to your pillar three, which is really applying this knowledge, and this is where you're following a process and a strategy of using both science and soul so you can really feel that calm amidst the chaos, which is what I talked about in episode one. And when we're talking about this idea of when I'm using science, really what I'm doing is I'm using those neuron pathways and creating new habits, to use layman's terms, that create a pathway, a neuron pathway that is learning a new behavior. And in order to do that, we need to practice. We need to be able to take a new behavior, a new reaction to this anxiety and have it shift in a different direction. Now, the soul piece of what I always talk about in the application of managing your growth management is what is your soul's desire? And what does that mean? What does it mean to tap into in that deepest part of your core, that deepest part of your gut? What is it that your soul wants for you? And what happens is when I'm working with folks or even with myself, when I'm starting to have more frequent anxiety or when somebody's starting to have this high functioning anxiety where they're pushing through their day, no matter what, and they're taking their anxiety along with them, that really is an indicator that your soul wants something bigger for you. And it may not be right now. It may be coming, but it's about you to be more curious about the bigger picture, about what is happening outside of the, this, the, the simple pieces of in how anxiety is showing up for you. And so it's through that blend of using both science and soul to guide your life and your growth that allows you to move on to have this fourth pillar of really accepting those pieces I talked about in the first episode of having hope, peace, just being and, and finding the joy in life and always tapping into that human nature reciprocity about where do I stand right now about my humanness, my joyness, my peacefulness, and my hopefulness? And how does that relate to how I fit into the bigger picture of growing? And once you have these steps of anchoring assessing where you're at, applying the skills that you can learn over time, using the science and soul on your behalf, and learning that this is an acceptance, you start to create this anxiety mastery plan for your life. And that process, that strategy, really helps you capture to the joyous moments in life, um, building hope through gratitude through your day. Uh, mirroring reflections of others and recognizing that you learn that you trust and just be in order to move forward. And the acceptance of learning that professional and personal growth is a process in and of itself. But the cool thing is when we have a strategy combined with relaxation, your productivity, your output, your the sense of feeling that you have on a daily basis just improves. 
And so I really like to see that the, we have this collective freedom from this high functioning anxiety as individuals. So then we put forth that with. Now through this season, I'm going to be going through each one of these pillars individually on a much more in-depth level and giving you not only some examples and some strategies and solutions, but I'm going to be inviting some guests in and talking about how they work through each one of these pillars, whether it be working through anchoring and normalizing their high-functioning anxiety or an assessment of where they're at and, and really figuring out and dialing down the freedom from high-functioning anxiety running their lives and how they ended up getting help for that. And then, you know, really learning how do, how do people work through figuring out their own individual anxiety mastery plan for life by following a process and a strategy that encompasses both science and the soul. So I look forward to moving you through this process and taking you on this journey together. The Anxiety East Show will be back with another episode next week about the reciprocal relationship between running and high-functioning anxiety with a very special guest that I have, Sarah Richardson. She's a running coach and a dear bestie of mine in business. But until then, a hui ho, take good care of yourself and each other.